Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am Brandon Cruz, and I am I am pleased to have a good friend of mine, a one of the best friends of mine. I've known her for just for so long. And and uh we went we went to a dance one time. We did. I, I have pictures from that actually. I didn't I didn't finish introducing you. Oh, yet. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not I'm give sorry. you permission to talk. <laughs> you are my guest. I will give you permission to talk. <laughs> my my apologies. I apologize. Go on. Yes. <laughs> uh, of of course, uh, I'm I'm talking about my friend Tiffany Hersey. Uh you're a freelance journalist and your work has appeared in The Atlantic, Salon, and LA Review of Books. When you're not lurking around cemeteries, <laughs> you like watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh yeah. Do you have you watched the the new episodes? I have. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find to something nice to say about it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I like the, uh, the, the, they did an episode, episode on the, uh, the movie Mac and me. Oh, I, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, I love episode. Patton Oswalt. Um, um, I, I have to, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, Joel, uh, you know, Joel's episodes and stuff. So those are usually like my go-to, but Mike, you know, Mike, you know, was a hunk too. And, so they they both have a special place in my heart. And the new guy, like, I don't even re- I don't even know his Jonah. name. Jonah. Jonah. Okay, my apologies to Jonah. <laughs> uh, he's, lo- he's a he's a big fan of this this podcast, and oh, he listens all the time. <laughs> and so he will. I'm sure that Jonah, who has never actually said that he's a fan of the show, will thank you for that. But he doesn't uh, have to say it. We already know. Yeah, ex- exactly. That exactly. he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, full full exactly. disclosure: I don't think he's a fan of the show. I don't think he knows who I am. <laughs> Um, okay, well, uh, thanks, thank you, Tiffany. First of all, for coming on the show, uh, but we are we're here um, to talk about uh, a special episode, and and I'm I I picked you out of a hat, and it's a very fine looking kind of like bowler hat, uh, a Jack Klugman style bowler hat <laughs> for a game of pool, and this episode, uh, this episode five. Uh, episode of the Twilight Zone originally aired a October thirteenth of nineteen sixty one. Stars the great Jack Klugman as Jesse Cardiff and Jonathan Winters as Fats Brown. Directed by Buzz Kulik, who directed nine episodes and written by George Clayton Johnson, who wrote a total of seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany, here's a here's a thing. Since you've been on the show last, which was for a season two episode and before that a season one episode. Uh, I've I've gone and started something a little bit different when I when we talk about synopsis. Uh, okay. I, I wanted I wanted to get away from doing like a long episode synopsis and get right into just a very quick, fast paced, just run of the mill synopsis. That way we can get okay. into talking about the episode itself. Absolutely. And I call this segment "You, Me, and IMDb Synopses." <laughs> and how it works is I asked you ahead of time to just give me like a one to two sentence synopsis. I'll ask you what yours is. I will tell you what mine is, and then we will compare it to what IMDb says it is. Oh, and with that in mind, uh, Tiffany, did you did you come up with a synopsis? I did, Brandon. Hit, hit me with it. Hit us with it. My one sentence synopsis is as follows: <laughs> Two hunks for the price of one. That. <laughs> Uh, because we have can i can i say who the stars are yeah no well, i mean i i said i said who the stars were already but you can oh, right, re-emphasize right. them <laughs> i'm sorry oh, you did didn't you <laughs> did. that's, just, that's, that's part of my hosting have, <laughs> fucking a this is off to a great start i just have hunk one and hunk two and hunk one is jack klugman and hunk two is uh jonathan winters Oh, absolutely! Two two hunka hunks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I what I like most about your synopsis is that it has nothing to do with the actual episode. There's like no, it doesn't talk about pool or sticks, big sticks. Like you could have thrown in like two hunks with big sticks. Uh, I could have done that. Playing with her balls, you could have done something like that. Trying to keep it clean, Brandon. <laughs> you, you just you just said fucking like two seconds ago. <laughs> um. Uh, 
Well, but I'm curious about what, so, you know, yeah. So, but this is, we're getting, we're just, we're, we're getting the ball rolling, oh. you know, so we're just, we're setting the foundation, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Getting the ball rolling. Yes. Uh, I'm sure that was a, an intentional pool pun. <laughs> my, exactly. my synopsis goes as, as such a man finds out what it takes to be a champion. Hmm. Real simple, I like that. real simple, real easy, clean rolls off the tongue. And uh, let's let's compare yours two hunks for the price of one. Mine, a man finds out what it takes to be a champion, and IMDb, and IMDb writes, IMDb the person writes, and I quote: yes. "A frustrated pool champ has beaten everyone except everyone except one man, the legend Fats Brown. Brown is dead, and the champ can only curse his name. But guess who just walked in? Da 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 da." And there you go. You, me, and IMDb synopses. Uh, for those who are listening and follow me on Twitter at S4YA underscore pod. Uh, hey, let me let me know. Let me know who's his best. I'm, I have a feeling that it's going to be Tiffany's. Especially if you if you have a crush on Jonathan Winters and Jack Klugman, which yeah. uh, who doesn't at this point in their I lives. I know, right? I know. <laughs> There, there. I just want to, yeah, just for the record, they're um, the month of August in my uh, hunks of Twilight Zone calendar. So, <laughs> just wanted, to, just wanted to plug that right now. But it's not about me. Sorry, Brad. it's it's it's, but, it's, but. it's not. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get an updated calendar once the reboot shows up. Oh, I know, absolutely. Adam Scott. Yeah. I mean, come on. I a hunk. What a hunka hunka. You know, Steven yeah. Yoon? Oh, yeah. Hunka hunka hunka. Dude, hunk. Yeah, hunk master. <laughs> The hunkies of the hunk. Hunk hunkamania. <laughs> hunk Hogan. Uh all right. So so Tiffany, moving on moving on from from all that, uh getting really kind of uh flustered with um the, all the hunks. What why don't you start us off with what your initial thoughts of the episode were? Yeah, no, I, I like this episode. Um again, like I'm I I love Jonathan Winters, who was in Morgan Mindy. And it's a mad, 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 mad world. And Jack Klugman, who's in past episodes of the Twilight Zone, which I know you've covered, I think, a couple of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Passage for Trumpet. Um, and- yeah. Um, in Praise of Pip. Um, I I mean, I I really like this, this episode. Um, not only because there were hunks in it, um, <laughs> but... <laughs> like, What's <laughs> In my in my notes, I have competition between the living and the dead, um, and it would you know it's there's so many layers um, you know to to this episode, and one of the things that I was wondering about is um, you know Klugman um, is in this pool hall and he is you know he hits fat a picture of fast domino on the wall and you know like you said he challenges him you know i'm the best and i you know i could beat i could beat fats uh fats brown and uh, then you know the I'm, next i'm uh, i i i don't mean to interrupt you but i do yes. want to i do want to say that you did say fats domino and you corrected yourself oh, to fats brown <laughs> Oh, uh, did so I, you did. So I want to, I want to commend you for <laughs> correcting <Brown>. yourself. <laughs> yes. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I think I have Fats Domino in like all of my notes. It's not even Fats Brown. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Yes. Shouldn't have had that scotch at lunch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, so then the next scene is a Fats Brown. Um, and at first it kind of looks like, oh, maybe he's in heaven and he's, he's playing his game, but there's, there's like an intercom, you know, uh, fats Brown, fats Brown to come down and, and, and challenge Jack Klug, Klugman's character. And do you think that was purgatory that he's in? Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it could, it could be a purgatory in, in a certain sense. I mean, it, it, it feels like they, in this, in this version of, of heaven or the afterlife, that they almost punish champions for doing really well. Um, and, and, uh, so, it, you know, it, it's kind of like when you think about, uh, babies who die and they weren't baptized, they go to, they go to purgatory rather than to heaven or, or hell because they were never baptized. And, yeah. and, and how unfair to me that, that sounds, um, 
similarly, you're a champion, you do really well at something. Hey, guess what? You have to just wait in this waiting room, uh, always to be called upon uh, when when some young uh, buck or or doe uh, just decide to <laughs> challenge your uh, championship. Well, see, I think yeah, I think it's interesting because we don't like really know the backstory behind uh, Fats Fats's uh, uh, life and whatnot. But you know, I almost wonder if like it is purgatory for pride which is a sin because Jack Klugman is like his character, uh, Jesse is so obsessed with perfectionism and being the best, um, which is, you know, which is prideful, but it's, it, it's, it ends up being his downfall because it isolates him from other people, isolates him and prevents him from, you know, living his life and ultimately leads to his, to his demise. And so as fats, you know, came down and challenged Jesse. He said, you know, these are life or death stakes. You lose, you die. And I thought that was kind of, kind of interesting. So, um, I saw it as like maybe this kind of purgatory where you go because you're so, you're so prideful. That, that, that's a, that's a interesting, interesting thought. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't consider that, but I mean, I guess that is along the lines of of how I, f- I feel about it right like they these these people who uh maybe there's maybe there's like another subsection of purgatory for the people who like just want to eat a lot <laughs> the the, the, yeah. the gluttonous yeah ones, gluttony yeah right? which i guess fats brown could maybe he's like fulfilling both of those roles he's not that fat though dude he's not no john I mean, he, he no. Could, yeah you know what yeah he took the nickname you know, fats. Hard, all right, okay all right all right okay. maybe maybe they put him in like the the gluttony purgatory because they're like you you nicked your named yourself fats dude exactly <laughs> and he was thin yeah like john because john this was like the thin phase of jonathan winters but whatever anyways we're, we're veering off but yeah. <laughs> at, at, at any rate yeah so the the purgatory purgatory for pride is that that's a cool it's a cool concept uh to to me and it very very well could be be that along those lines um go go, go yeah ahead. i mean yeah like i for me you know cuz i've seen the episode before and you know kind of that's what i love you know about being a guest on your show is that you know, I can, you know, watch all these episodes for like the 20th time. And, you know, I feel like every time I watch them, I glean something, uh, different from them. And a game of pool to me, it was almost like a, you know, rewatching. It was almost like a sort of like cautionary tale, um, of the pursuit of perfectionism and narcissism and that, you know, the carrot, you know, to be perfect will always be dangling because like perfectionism or being perfect just doesn't exist. It's not realistic, you know? And it's an illusion. And I thought, you know, like in the beginning, Rod Serling um, says in his little introduction, you know, being the best at anything carries its own special risks. And, you know, and I think, I don't think there's one right answer for that. You know what I mean? Like, but I think, you know, maybe one, one way of looking at it out of very many, um, you know, is in this pursuit of trying to be the best, um, it can really isolate you from other people and prevent you from living your life because, you know, that's a, that's an extreme version though. Right. When you become so obsessed and, you know, Jesse said, well, I haven't dated a woman or I haven't read a book because I've been spending hours and hours and days and days, um, you know, trying to be the best. Yeah. And then Jonathan Winter says, you know, says to him, you know, go out and live your life. He tries to give him like a, um, uh, you know, opting out of it you know, go out and live your life, you know, put, you know, put the, what the hell do you call it? The stick down. What the hell is, is that the cue? Yeah. The pool cue. <laughs> okay. That's what they use. That's what they use to play pool. I'm not. Oh, I thought they just got like a stick off the street or something. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. and they, and they, they roll, they roll the, the, the pool, pool balls, uh, like with the stick and they just roll it over and over again. Did they? Well, that's how I would play it. <laughs> Uh, you, I, uh, there, there's, there's part of this episode, uh, just like a vague, uh, tenuous, I, I think that might be the word that I'm looking for connection to like time enough at last where he, he isolates himself so much that that is his punishment. His, his punishment is yeah. is isolating himself from humanity yeah. and, and like this, 
him surviving the apocalypse, the, the nuclear bombs or the atomic bombs is that's in a way that's his purgatory. He survived. Yeah. But he's got to live the rest of his, his time uh, alone because that's what he wanted out of his life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I had that thought, uh, you mentioned perfectionism as a, an illusion and you, you brought up some points with the, the Jonathan winners, uh, fats Brown character that kind of tie into that, which is fats Brown. Yes. He, uh, Klugman, Jesse Cardiff sees the picture of fats and he's always like, ah, everyone thought you were perfect and you're the one to beat. Uh, you've, you were great and you did all this stuff. And what fats is basically saying is, I know you see that you, you, you saw the greatness, but what you didn't see was all the stuff I was doing that wasn't perfect. I wasn't right. Yeah. Like I wasn't a, a perfect role model or, or a perfect thing. And uh, I, I kind of tie it into like when you're growing up and you, there's, there's a moment where you're, you're a kid and you look up to, you know, your teachers or your uh, parental figures and you're like, Oh, they're, they're perfect. They're exactly what I want to be when I grow yeah. up. And then you, then you hit a moment where that all comes crashing down. You're like, Oh, you know what? They, they aren't, they are, they were just people like, like I am now that <laughs> they made their own mistakes and they did their own lives. Um, so I think there's, there, there's a, a, a sense of that in, in the episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with, I'll refrain from going on a tangent because I think every time I'm on your show, like I always go on a tangent about social media and selfies hunks. and I won't this time hunks. Yes. But hunks, I will not apologize for. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but no, I, and I think, you know, like with the rise of social media, um, there's that, that, that false sense of perfection. You know, when you look, go on Facebook, Oh God, you know, Oh, so-and-so's life seems so perfect or their marriage is perfect or their life is perfect. And it's not an actual, you know, representation of reality. You know, and so I think that, you know, sometimes and I'll include myself in this. Sometimes we can get caught up very easily and just saying, oh, but that person has the perfect life. You know, if only I could be like that or if only, you know, I had this type of job or something. Um, but I wanted to, to, to just like quickly uh, just caveat and just the whole like perfectionism thing, um, because what I liked about this episode, too, was that, you know, uh, Fats at one point says to, to Jesse, um, you know, everyone needs a challenge. So, you know, he's not saying, and I'm not saying, you know, that we shouldn't challenge ourselves or each other, sure. you know, that we shouldn't take risks, you know? So I liked in the episode that they did make that distinction that it's not like, Oh, you should just give up and, 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 and not try at all or challenge yourself. But when it goes to the dark side, when it becomes obsessive and it becomes, you know, to the point of narcissism. Um, I think that's, you know, for me, you know, a lot of that is what, of you know, is what this, this episode is, you know, is a, a cautionary tale of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, I'm going to alienate, I'm sure someone who's listening to this episode, uh, by, by, by using this example, uh, with like the, the Gillette commercial that, that came out, which is challenging men to be better. Right. And there was there was a certain subsect of the population that were like, don't tell me how to be better. I am. I am better. You pieces of shit. <laughs> right. And and I'm like, well, if, if that's your reaction, then then that that worries me that instead of being like, oh, you know what? Like, OK, this this doesn't apply to me, but I can help uh, make the world a better place. Yeah. In, in, in my position uh, like that that kind of uh, makes me worried. And so I've, I've had some conversations with some friends who just happen to be on the other end of the political spectrum with me, just about, you know, toxic masculinity and mm. um, where it's not about whether or not you uh, person a is, is, is toxic. Uh, but it's how you person a can influence and uh, affect things in a, in a positive way. Like, I mean, challenge yourself, but that doesn't, yeah. that's, but that's not saying like you are a bad person or you are doing things wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I had that, I had that thought more clearly in my head when I started saying it and then I lost no, it. 
No, 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 no. It, it makes sense. And unfortunately I have not seen that commercial. I've, I've heard about it, so I can't comment on it, which sucks, but, but oh, I think, it, it you just, know, it just says like men have like huge penises <laughs> and like, damn it. I'm really sorry. I missed it now. And, and Brandon is just, he's, he's probably <laughs> the preeminent specimen for the male species. <laughs> well, no, but what, what I, what I get from what, from what you just, you just said and this is kind of like, I, I, I jotted this down in my notes of just, you know, with, with, with Jesse's character, it's just this not, you know, narcissism and individualism. And I think that's what I'm getting from you is this individualism and that, you know, trumps any kind of, um, helping out other folks or any kind of community or dialogue. And, you know, and I think now, and I just feel like an old man every time I, I talk about this. I feel very, I feel very strongly about it. Sexist. Uh, (laughs) Sexist much. I don't know. Old man sounds better than old woman. I don't know, but (laughs) whatever you can send the hate, you can just forward the hate mail to me, but, um, or the PC police. Tiffany. I'll give you my address at the end of the show and you can just, they can forward it to, to my house. Um, but you know, I think, but I think it's kind of an interesting, you know, looking at a game of pool in the 20th century and relating this back, you know, to, to, you know, what you were saying is that, you know, we really are like living in this age of, of neoliberalism. And what I mean by that is that it's, we celebrate competitiveness and individualism over the community or over helping each other. And I think that's incredibly quite harmful. And there's this really great, um, uh, British journalist who writes for the guardian who, you know, says, you know, we're living in an age of loneliness and he attributes that to these neoliberal policies, which, you know, we've really have taken in where it's all about me, me, me. And this social isolation has been incredibly harmful. I mean, there, there are, sites where you can rent a friend for a day. I mean, what does that say about, you know, what's going on? <laughs> Wait, where, you know, do you know the site? Do you know the site's name? Oh, dude, I'll give it to you at the end. Oh yeah, okay, totally. Okay. Right. No, no. Yeah, no I, I, I could, I could use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Me too. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's, but that's like, you know, and, and so I, you know, if you look, you know, since the late nineties, I, I was in, um, uh, this is a self, uh, self-promotion. Um, but I was in Maine, uh, last year doing reporting on the opioid epidemic. And if you look at the last 20 years, especially with the rise of neoliberalism, we've had an increase in suicides, anxiety, and depression, the opioid epidemic. In fact, like the CDC reported that life expectancy actually dropped in 2017 due to an increase in suicides and drug overdoses. And so I think, you know, we, and this is kind of like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting up on my soapbox, but I just find it incredibly fundamentally flawed where it's just like, I feel too many of us have become, you know, the, the Jesse Cardiffs and it's just all about me, 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 rather than how can I help the community? You know, how can I, I mean, how many people know their neighbors, you know, and just the sense that we've lost so much community um, and that's something that I think kind of subconsciously and a lot, you know, quite a few of my pieces that I've published, you know, has, has dealt with like the loss of community. Um, but also there are different subsets that are coming together where there is community and how, what a powerful force that is, you know? Yeah. Um, so not to get too heavy, but <laughs> like, that's, you know, that's, I, I think that, you know, we are, you know, living in this, this epidemic of loneliness. And I think, and again, like the, the, you know, a game of pool is a cautionary tale, um, about what happens when we're just solely focused on ourselves and competitiveness and individualism. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Excellent points there. I I think of, uh, there's a couple of good documentaries. One's on Hulu and one's on Netflix, both of them about the, the fire festival, which, uh, Oh, I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) And, and Billy (laughs) McFarland and, and, and really kind of going towards that, like where, uh, I mean, they, they messed up the, that, that Island, right. 
yeah and yeah and and uh that that one woman who like basically paid like 50 grand grand out of her own pocket (sighs) jesus uh, yeah to, to support it which uh happy ending uh there was not a kickstarter but a gofundme and raised a, a ton of money for her so they they, they got her money back but oh, you know that's, that's not the people who are responsible for it uh people who felt her story and and got together as a community to help support this woman who yeah. was basically abused and manipulated and left with nothing right yeah out of doing so to help other people, you know, cause wasn't it like the, was it, I forget. She was like, it was the workers on the Island who didn't get paid. Yeah. And then she had taken out her own money, yep. her own like life savings to, to pay them. And it was all, you know, this, this, the McFarland guy was a con artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> all, 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 all about, all about himself. And, yeah. and, and uh, I don't know how much this actually ties back into the episode, but when you when you listen to the interviews of the folks who were complicit in this kind of con, this this massive con, a lot of them were were saying like we just we thought we were being some like part of something unique and and yeah. it's just like a like a movement and and how with Ja Rule sorry <laughs> Ja Rule with Ja Rule and they, <laughs> and they, they were just they were they were that's how they rationalized being selfish. Uh, and even knowing, even knowing going in that they were doing something wrong to the people of that community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're like, no, we're, this is going to be fantastic. Oh my God. It's going to be such a great show. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I am part of something unique. Uh, even if that something unique is extraordinarily damaging to other individuals. No. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of them didn't even have the self-awareness, you know, that, that, that that's, you know, what they were, you know, what they were, uh, what they were doing. And it like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. You got, you're good. You're good. Well, Keep going. Um, all right. All right. Well, I was just thinking, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, like, I think, you know, another you know, to veer slightly off, but it has to do with the whole kind of individual thing. And, and I do think it's, you know, this perfectionism, this, you know, there's a whole market out there of, you know, self-help books, right. And apps I've read none of them. So I can't, (laughs) I can't comment too much on them. Um, it's all just downhill for me. There's no hope. So why try it? No. Um, but there was a really, (laughs) there was a really great, (laughs) You should have. What 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 is what is it called? Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's a a New Yorker article, and it's called um, "Improving Ourselves to Death," and it looks at you know this market of all of these um, self help books and these apps and stuff like that. And there's this really really great quote, um, and it's it's very critical. I should say. I should preface before I read this quote, but the quote is. People are suffering and dying under the tortured fantasy self they're failing to become. And it makes me think of Jesse Cardiff, you know, and again, it's like that carrot that's always dangling. And, and I think, you know, that's, you know, it's just, it's, it's just really, I think very quite harmful. And I don't think that we give enough credence to, to failure, uh, which might yeah. be a whole nother kind of discussion to go into, but how, how failing is a part of, you know, it's part of the learning process and how you're gonna, we all fail, you know, periodically, some of us more than others. <laughs> um, you know, but if you can learn from that, I think that's, I think that's so much more important than having this, ind- you know, this, this individual pursuit. And, and I, and I have friends, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, shit on their parade, um, you know, that they are trying that's to, you shit. know, that's like a lot of yes. shit. Like I imagine a, yeah. like the, the, like the Rose parade and you just like your ass out, like, yeah. and no one's stopping you. There's like ah, no. shit. I'll get some Tommy, Tommy burgers. Um, <laughs> no. oh, so um, but you know, but it's just, you know, anyways, but it's just, you know, there's, there's so much focus on the help and, uh, or on the, on, on perfectionism, on the individual. And it make, did you see the South Park episode, uh, <laughs> with Eric Cartman and he like embraces Buddhism? No, I, did no, you I see haven't. that one? Uh-uh. Well, it has to do with like anxiety being an epidemic 
you know, and I guess anxiety is, is, you know, very huge amongst millennials and stuff like that. And, and anyways, but it's the, um, you know, again, it's like the self and, and, uh, his quote is namaste. It means fuck you. I have anxiety. <laughs> it's just like, like, you know, like, again, it's just, I thought it was just such great commentary instead of looking at what is causing anxiety, what social or, you know, individual pressures are causing. And then, you know, and then it's all about the person having anxiety, you know, that's all about them, you know, and being yeah. coddled and, and, and that's, I want to preface that by saying that I know that, you know, there are folks out there who, who legitimately do have anxiety or not Eric Cartman, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. but, um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, there, there, there's a, there's, there's a few things that I wanted to, to talk to you about what, what you said. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, one of them is, you you early you started off by talking about like self help books and in, in mm-hmm. my in a my line of work which I leave uh unspecified on the open forum uh yes. for for <laughs> for for job security sake uh there's a lot of there's a lot of movement toward like self improvement you know you go talk about uh I'll, I forget one of their names but the other guy's name is Simon Sinek uh and it's all about like their their seminars are all about like here's how you can become a better leader and better person in in your job and they always have like these these really really generic platitudes that are like don't follow yourself lead yourself (laughs) you know okay stuff stuff like that but yeah but to me that this is all it's it's like you should know this stuff. Everybody knows knows these things. Oh, I see. You don't need to have it written down for you. You don't need to go find it in a book. You just have yeah. to like find a quiet place, uh, maybe a drive home from work in traffic, and just think to yourself, how can yeah. I become a better person and whatever I, what I'm trying to do. Uh and 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 so I I have an issue with self-help books because they're basically not self-help they are somebody telling you what you already know about yourself. It's, okay. It's almost um, like uh, what's like when you give drugs to people, what is that term? Um, uh, uh, oh, peddling, just peddling or, or enabling, uh, enabling, pushing, enabling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Self-help books enable people to be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I can be better. Ugh, I can't do it. This guy, oh, okay. this, this guy, this author knows what they're doing. They, if they know what they're doing, how can I ever know what I'm doing? Uh, I guess I need to read more books from them. Um, so that, yeah. And if, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I, you know, again, I just, I, I, I don't even know if I've ever read it. I know I have read a self-help, but I can't, I just, I think I've blocked it. <laughs> I can't think of any <laughs> at the moment, but yeah, they're just kind of peddling easy answers and, you know, instead of just, yeah, you'd get more out of it, like with self-reflection or self-awareness or, you know, maybe reading different philosophers or books on religion or something like that. You And they might be pulling a lot of that shit from, you know, I don't know if they're that well, it's, astute that they would. But <laughs> have, have you seen that? Have you seen the movie uh, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, I love that movie. Okay. Yeah. So love you know, that movie. He's, he, this is a person who uh, listens to self-help all day long. Yes. And with with empty platitudes, it's and and he uses this to his advantage and he becomes a psychopath and he's just an able-bodied yeah. psychopathy. Um and I, I I probably shouldn't talk about this anymore. All I want to say is that <laughs> it's like if somebody came up to you with and said, "Hey Tiffany, yeah, do, do unto others as you would do to them or whatever." And you're like, "Wow, that's <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> I've never, I've never, heard, I've never thought of it that way. You're right. I should do unto others as I would want to be treated. Uh, it's it's a universal truth, and you already know that, right? So, okay, that's all I right. want to say. About, that's all I want to say about that. Yeah, but it's know- a great movie, though. I th- I think it's like probably yeah. It's like in my top five movies that take place in L.A. It's so good. Is Nightcrawler? It's excellent. Yeah, uh, it's Vel- so good. Velvet Buzzsaw is not as good as Nightcrawler. Same director. I haven't seen that. Oh, I didn't know it's the same director. Yeah, yeah. Huh. he's he's married wow. to Renee Russo. If you're interested. Oh, 
No kidding. Okay. Uh, Sweet. Uh, and the, the second, <laughs> the second thing I wanted to say was you talked about yes. uh, failure and having failure, um, how we're afraid of failure. Uh, and that's something that, that they talk about a lot in, in self-help self-help sessions is the fear mm. of fail, fear fear of failure, but needing to fail. They talk a lot about that, and and it's and it's true. And and to tie it back into the episode, uh, Jesse hasn't failed, and for him to really become a better pool player, to for him to be really a champion, he needs to be hit with yeah. adversity. And he needs something to overcome. Otherwise, you know, how how is he how is he going to get stronger? Uh, and that ties into uh, uh, the original ending uh, written by George Clayton Johnson. Uh, he wanted it to where Fats actually wins, and but actually but spares Jesse. Like Jesse doesn't die. Oh, okay. And uh, Jesse exclaims at the end. Yeah, but at least I'm alive, which means I can get better and I can come back and beat you. Um, oh, I actually like that ending. Yeah, which which ties yeah. which ties in what you're what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, both both endings are tragic because he he never learns. You know, he goes to whatever this purgatory or space or whatever the well, it's not space, but like purgatory. <laughs> no, that's that's, <laughs> that's Mac, ship. Mac. That's the other. Yeah, Death Show God. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, uh, but but yeah, but to keep it going, you know, is like his it's it's kind of, you know, it's his addiction. It's his his drug in a way, you know, this perfection and an obsession with this and um and failure, yeah, won't won't stop him won't. because he's just he's too obsessed you know so too too obsessed that's the name of the game yeah in, in the twilight yeah. zone um all right well so so tiffany uh i want to ask are there any other kind of stray observations that you have about the episode um i think you know i think that about coverage um i mean i really like jonathan winter's um fats uh his his suit was quite dapper. Yes, yeah, so he looked dapper. like a hunk. <laughs> so, and Jack Klugman's hat was awesome. It was a nice hat that he had yeah. on. <laughs> uh, I, but I, no, I I think I yeah I I you know I just thought it was I really liked the I I really enjoyed the episode watching it again through a different lens, and um, I much more appreciation I think for it. And it was nice to see Jonathan Winters because I always think of him as a comedic actor you know, Mork and Mindy and Dean Martin show and stuff. So yeah. it was nice to see, you know, the serious softer side. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up right, right after you. Um, but you brought it up first. So I give you all credit for it. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. It's okay if you think he's a hunk too. That's it's, okay. <laughs> it's fine. I have an entire uh, series of the show to to impress or uh there you go <laughs> averse folks to. Uh, but yeah no like his him being a comedic actor you you mentioned mad 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 world earlier yeah mad mad mm-hmm. mad mad world format mad, mad. uh he he he's on record as as saying that he appreciated being in this episode because oh. he was always asked to do comedic roles and he played this completely straight didn't have to do like a wink and a nod to the audience to be like, huh, this is a, this yeah. is a gag, huh guys. And before I even knew who Jonathan Winters was, I saw this episode. Oh, um, So I always, I always saw him as a serious actor. <laughs> before oh, I knew he was okay. A yeah. Um, so if, if the ghost of Jonathan Winters is out there, <laughs> uh, I hope you know, man, that I always considered you a serious actor. Uh, there you go. I just I just remember him. My first memories of him were from Mork and Mindy. So yeah. that's yeah. And I've never, that I've, was 
I don't even, I don't even know what that is. That's what is that? Uh, is that a cereal oh. ad? Just kidding. I know what it is. It's it oh, I was gonna say Brandon. I'm just kidding. Come on. Okay, all right. Come Thank on. God. I'm pop Thank culture God. guy. Robin Williams is gonna freaking haunt you now. <laughs> 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 Jesus, good luck with that. Oh, geez. oh no. Uh, too soon. I know. Too soon. Too too soon. Too soon. Uh, too last soon. last thing, Tiffany. Before I get into the last bit of the the episode, the last two bits is uh, what do you actually rate the episode? What what rating do you choose? to rate this episode this episode. oh gosh you should have been prepared for this oh shit no no i am i am what did they call the pool cues what is that pool, pool cues have you ever played pool? pool i have but very badly very very badly not the enough pool, to remember pool, the instrument pool cues of- I was just the stick, just send me the stick, <laughs> which could get me in a lot of trouble in a pool. So I probably yeah. shouldn't say it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I give it, okay. Out of 10 pull cues, <laughs> I, um, I give it, I give it, I give it a seven and a half pull cues. Seven and a half cues. pull cues. Pull cues. Yeah. Pool. Pool cues. Pool. Pool cues. Every time I say pool, I pull my face away from the mic so I don't like explode into the pool pool pool, cues. pool uh, cues. seven and a half so that means like you have seven and then half of one yeah uh that that's good <laughs> um i i give it an eight and a half out of out of or eight and a half nine i'll, I'll make it you know maybe nine people want to play i'll make it an even nine out of ten pool cues okay uh and uh, can you kind of expound upon why it's a seven and a half rather than say an eight or a 8.5 you know maybe i may have been too hasty um maybe i'll (laughs) bump it up you feel judged right now (laughs) i totally do uh okay i'm gonna bump it up to an eight okay um okay so eight pool cues um I, I mean, stellar actors, Klugman and Winters, you, you just, you can't go wrong. Um, and just, you know, the, the, the message, like I said, I, I read it as like a cautionary tale. Um, and so I really did, I really did like the, the message, um, you know, of, um, of the episode. Um, you know, I, I didn't give it a full 10. No, um, I have on your show before I have on your show before. Um, but usually I, re- I reserve that for like the most, you know, very weird and most original, um, episodes. So I felt like this was, you know, this was, a, um, you know, a cozy, a cozy twilight zone episode. <laughs> no, no shocks, you know, no shocks or awes or anything like that, but okay. it was a very, it was a very enjoyable, cozy, hunkified episode. Let's go there. This episode to you is a date where yes. it's like, you know, like I'm enjoying the, the company, uh, we'll have some coffee, we'll have some nice conversation, but nothing's going to happen between us tonight. Maybe not yeah. ever, but maybe we can be friends. Or, or actually, because it's an eight out of a 10, it would be, I enjoyed my, my date with you. And if you call me, I will pick that phone up and talk to you. (laughs) And if you ask me out again, I will go out on another date with you. Episode game of pool. All right. You know, so, so I'm like, like I, I, I am intrigued enough. Yeah. I'm not calling it quits. Yeah. I, does I, that make sense? It, it does. You know? It does. It does. Yeah. Whereas, whereas my nine out of 10 is like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to get down, <laughs> uh, my, my 96 Toyota Tercel is in the back. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't have a, I don't have a Toyota Tercel. I don't even know if there's a 96 version of that, that vehicle. I don't even know what that is, man. So it's a, <laughs> cool that doesn't matter uh okay, okay. well thank, thank you for the rating and uh for a glimpse into um our our lives um yes. the last little bit we have before we, yes. we talk a little bit more about you tiff is yes. is what i like to call a section called choose your own adventure where i ask you to tell me what an alternate ending for this episode would be uh and it's it it's real easy. It goes like this. You say what your ending is. 
I say what my ending is. And then uh, I say that I'll have people on Twitter vote on it, but I never will. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so after you, you're my guest. Shoot. What do you got? Okay. Well, my alternate ending is that Jesse loses to fats and instead enrolls in the local college and gets an MSW in social work. (laughs) 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 That's the best I could do. (laughs) And I don't know what the hell happens to Fats. I guess he just goes back to purgatory or where the hell he came from. (laughs) Fats is like, oh, God, this guy. I guess. All right. Well, let me find another person who wants to win. There you go. And Jesse's like, I feel uh, fulfilled in life. Exactly. And I'm helping people. This is He's great. at a tenement building. Yeah, he's in a tenement building helping, <laughs> you know, the poor kids there. And yeah. Uh, that, that, that's great. That's great. Uh, I, I, I dig that. And hey, higher education. Hopefully his yeah. student loans aren't too high. Yeah. Well. Um, here, here's, my, here's mine. Uh, I haven't fully fleshed this idea out, but it's, it's just a very kind of blanket concept. Jesse in this ending still wins. And uh, he dies. He gets called up on it on his first game, and he immediately is like, "F this," <laughs> and <laughs> and scratches like on like the first the first game, and he's like, "Woo!" And then and then uh, finds himself in the Bahamas, and he's just oh, drinking <laughs> drinks, kind of like a Bruno Kirby in that one episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you got that reference. Um, and and that's it. And he just le- le- leads a happy life, and he goes to the movies, and he dates women or men, Aww. whatever he wants. And he just he he finds that in the end, it's better to be happy than to be a champion. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. I, I like that. that. Last, I made up that last bit. Yeah, <laughs> tacked on, but that's okay. <laughs> in the end, he's happy. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Get some chicks or dudes, yeah. you know, like whatever, man. Whatever, yeah. Has his drink on the beach. Yeah. The umbrella. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that with the, the umbrella? Of course. And then, and then, he, then he looks over and he sees a pool table and he sees, and he, he has like a, a, a slight uh, tinge of nostalgia. And he says, he says out loud, he looks at the camera and he says, I don't need it. I've got what I want. And, <laughs> And he, and he pulls his drink in closer and the camera looks out over the, the beach and the sun's setting and credits roll. And Rod says, man, this guy's got it. He's got, yeah. it, he's got it figured out. And, and like, maybe like Jonathan Winters could be like the waiter dude. Who's like giving him the drink or something. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and he's like, here you go, I, sir. I found out what I want to do too. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to be a waiter. Yeah. Uh, because Way better are, than being a pool shark. Because there there are no jobs that are better than others. They're just whatever makes you happy. Absolutely. That's the moral of the story. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so th- those are your endings. Uh, let us know which ones you thought were, were better on social media. And don't expect me to put a Twitter poll out there. Uh, Tiffany, <laughs> let me let me ask you, what what have you what have you been up to before before we head out? Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, again, you know, I'm, I'm working on my hunks of the twilight zone calendar. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess I will have to make a newer version as we, we talked about. Um, yeah. Um, you know, part of me bringing the, the episode, uh, uh, discussion down tonight, talking about suicides and opioids, as you do. Uh, yeah. As I as I said, yeah, I was doing some reporting in uh, Bangor, Maine last year, and I'll be publishing um, a piece on the on the opioid epidemic. Um, hopefully, within the next month or two, uh, that'll that'll be published out of uh, UCLA. Um, and yeah, and I'm actually I'm going back to Bangor um, very soon. And as some of you your listeners may know, this is where Stephen King lives. Oh yeah. And yeah, and I plan on, you know, setting up a tent um, in his front yard and uh, we're just going to see what happens, you know? So yeah, I plan on just camping out on uh, Stephen King's uh, lawn. It's very nice. It's big. Okay. So what you're saying is we can (laughs) expect to see you on the national news for being arrested for stalking. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't call it stalking, admiring. 
Okay. You know? yeah. I'm his number one fan, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he never tires of that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sure not. Uh, you, yeah. you have a couple of two by fours and you're ready with your sledgehammer, whatever. <laughs> you and the no, Novril, what was that? The Annie Wilkes had the, the, the medication. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Novril or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, just make sure you remember where, uh, all your penguins are. Yes. Yeah. Do facing due north or due south or whatever the yeah, fuck it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, so, uh, Tiffany, tell, t- how can, how can people find you for that stuff? Yeah. Um, just, uh, visit my, my website. Um, and, uh, I'll have my, my articles. It's just Tiffany Uh, and I have my articles posted on there or you can like, you know, be a creeper and just kind of Google my name. <laughs> um, and sometimes the, the articles will pop up. Yeah, um, and I'm also on Instagram, um, as well. So just Tiffany Hersey, Tiffany. Yeah. It, lo- it looks like based off the link you sent me, Tiffany dot Hersey. Yes, that is correct. H E A R S E Y. For those that who is are correct. interested. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Make sure, make sure we spell your name right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not like hearsay. Or heresy. Yeah. No, or Hershey. No. Get it, a lot get of, it right. I've seen a lot of variations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Tiffany's with a Y. She's <laughs> yeah. the 80s. It's like, with it's a like, y. No, I'm kidding. It's like Brandon with, with a Y or an EN. It's just, it's just not accurate. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 my friend, my, my longtime friend, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you for being here and talking with me about these hot dudes. Anytime, Brandon, you know, anytime I always have my Skype window open and, (laughs) and I always have like, you know, and I've got like pictures like splayed out everywhere of the hunks on the toilet zone. Yeah. And you're like, I just need Brandon to call me right now, (laughs) (laughs) right now. I'm ready. Because I'm surrounded by my hunks. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, I'll make sure I bring you on for another hunk-filled episode uh, next season. Absolutely wonderful. As always. As always. (laughs) And so that was my guest, Tiffany Hersey. Uh, What a pleasure. What a pleasure. We go way back. Uh, As you probably know, and I've told you many times, If you want to get a hold of her, there are a few ways you can do that, which she already mentioned. But if you want to get a hold of this show, hey, good news. We got you covered. You can, of course, hit me up on Twitter at S4YA underscore podcast. Apatheticenthusiasm.com slash submitted dash for dash your dash approval. Um, And uh, there's a bunch of other ways you can. If If you're not already following me on those things, please Go ahead and do that. I appreciate it. And last last little bit, uh, if you like the show, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you go out to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you can to submit a review. And hey, I appreciate it. Win, lose, or draw, if it's a good or bad, doesn't matter. It helps me improve the show and helps me keep going as well. So if you'd like to see me keep going, let me know. If you like me to rot in hell and stop this nonsense, hey, let me know that too. And until next time, I am Brandon Cruz, and this is submitted for your approval.